I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. And the numbers to call tonight to get into the program, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'd like to thank TopCast PDX for giving us a shout-out today on the internet. They were giving us a big congratulatory hello for uh, being number one with the Paranormal Radio app. Number one podcast, number one radio show. And uh, gosh, there's so many people that made the app that are so awesome, like uh, Jeremy Scott. And uh, we worked with Jeremy on Ground Zero for some time. Jeremy was a producer for Ground Zero, and now he's got his own show, Into the Paranormal, which is a great show, too. Got Jimmy Church, who's doing well with uh, Fade to Black, and uh, we're very happy to be in the same company with those guys. And uh, also George, he's in there, too, of course, George Norrie. But uh, we, we we're just glad that uh, some of us, uh, I guess I don't know if you call us underdogs, but we're we're you know behind George, but we're we're doing well on the internet. We're doing well uh, broadcasting because of TalkStreamLive.com and Aftermath.fm, and Jimmy's got his own network, and uh, so we're you know we're we're doing the independent thing, and it seems to be paying off. And you know it's because of you guys actually. It's because of program directors and you guys and everybody who supports. Uh, these networks, uh, Aftermath.media, supporting Aftermath.media keeps us going as well. And all the program directors across the country that air this program on the more than 100, some odd, maybe close to 200 stations across the country right now. And so we're grateful to the program directors. We're grateful to those who subscribe to Aftermath.media. And for those who listen right now on Aftermath.fm, big shout out to you uh, because we are live free Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then if you want to listen to the show, in its entirety, at another time or a convenient time, you can do so. Listen back to it by subscribing to Aftermath.media. That is Aftermath.media. And uh, thank you so much for all of the congratulatory posts. And we hope to continue to uh, you know, be the best show out there. And we're grateful for all of your support. Now, last night, of course, came home. It was cold last night. So, uh, you know, I mean, yesterday, I don't know. It was one of those things where I was very tired and then, I, I slept most of the day, and then I came to work, did this, you know, show with uh, Tricia. We 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 summoned Doctor Heldor, and then I came in, and I just wanted to relax. I wanted to unwind, and of course, I click on the tube to unwind, and I noticed something. It was weird because usually, you know, I have Cartoon Network ready to go, or I have something else ready to go. TV was on BBC America. Somebody had been watching BBC America, and I, and I figured that the cats were either somehow responsible because we have this big cat. His name is Rusty. And sometimes he jumps on the couch. He's like 17, 18-year-old cat. He's just huge, about 9, 10-pound cat. And uh, he he jumps onto the couch. When he does, he turns the TV on accidentally, puts the volume up. Sometimes we're in bed and we hear the volume turn up on the house. We think we've got a burglar on the TV, burglars in the house. But no, it's the cat. So I figure either the cats are somehow responsible for that or Janine was watching it because she used to live in the UK. and Maybe there was something on she wanted to see. So... When the TV came on, I noticed that they were airing Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt's uh, Edge of Tomorrow. And um, I'd seen that movie many times. And Liam had heard me come in, and he came downstairs, and he asked why I was watching this. And I said, well, it was just on, and I just was vegging out. You know, it's kind of, you know, whatever. It's mindless TV. I'll just watch that for a while. And then there was a commercial break, and they were promoting Doctor Who, The Walking Dead, and Star Trek, The Next Generation. So I started to think, you know, the lineup was pretty damn interesting, more so than what I was watching you know, more so than 
you know, what we see here in the United States. You know, you have to really dig to find shows like Doctor Who or we have to find, you know, British TV for Doctor Who. But, you know, The Walking Dead is on AMC and Star Trek The Next Generation. Well, you know, you have to I, I actually just we have this little remote that you talk into. And I said, Star Trek The Next Generation. So I saw that and I thought, I'm going to watch some Star Trek. So like with anything I, I see, you know, I, I go to Peacock. I watch the Munsters and I randomly pick a Munsters show or something. If I want to just kind of lay back and watch something that's, you know kind of mindless. So I thought, yeah, Star Trek would do the thing. It really hit the spot, you know, before I go to bed. So I randomly pushed the button and Star Trek came on and it was uh, the next generation. It was the, it was called, we'll always have Paris. And I, oh, okay, well, I'll just watch it anyway. So it's one of those holodeck episodes. And the reason why I say it's one of those holodeck episodes is because I remember a long time ago, and this is when I lived in Utah and uh, there was a guy named Tony Toscano, who's this movie critic. But at the time, he wasn't a movie critic. He was this guy that just knew all these people. You know, he knew Adam West. He knew, uh, he knew, uh, uh, gosh, uh, June Foray, the woman who did Rocky the Flying Squirrel and uh, Witch Hazel. And uh, I'm Tiny Tina and I want to kill you. Well, he knew her too. And then he had a friendship going on with uh, Brandon Braga and Lolita Faccio. And she, and, and, uh, Lolita Faccio and Brandon Braga were two of the producers of Star Trek The Next Generation. And they were having this mini Star Trek VP breakfast or VIP breakfast because I guess it was a Comic-Con that was coming into town. And so I was invited to kind of hang out with them. It was nice because I got to know them and got to meet them. And they were, you know, they were telling me about holodeck episodes. And they said whenever they were stumped for an episode, uh, you know, they always could use the holodeck. The holodeck came in really handy because... With virtual reality, the crew could go to places past, present, and future, and it was probably the first time sci-fi geeks were introduced to what is called the metaverse. It was, uh, you know, the holodeck is kind of like uh, the trope that they're using now for time travel, but the holodeck wasn't time travel. It was they could go into this holodeck, go in this meta-universe, and they could just lose themselves there. So Captain Picard gets this message from a former love interest, and it was uh, from this woman he abandoned in Paris 20, 22 years ago or 22 years earlier. And he just goes to the holodeck. He gives the precise instructions for the time and place he wants to go and then walks into an exact simulation of Paris from 22 years previously and even meets his former love there. And there is this ultimate cyber power fantasy going on. It's a computer with so much information that it can actually generate an exact simulacrum of any point in the past, even down to the people present in that past. You understand what I'm saying here? Making conjuring up everything the computer knows everything about who was there why were they there it's just odd okay so what's odd about though the metaverse idea the holodeck idea is that episode aired 33 years ago it was i mean it wasn't one of the best episodes of the series right but it certainly was interesting and i thought to myself 33 years ago where's the time gone but i thought it was timely because when Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, uh, you know, after his, well, Facebook's still going through their scandals and everything is going, you know, down the toilet for Facebook. Zuckerberg, though, uh, made an announcement. He said, I'm expanding my company and I'm creating a metaverse, he said. And a lot of, uh, you know, was, a, uh, I guess, uh, about a year ago or so, we were talking about how technology companies and executives have started increasingly, they're, they're discussing building this metaverse, you know, Ready Player One, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, and that was one of the reasons why I think Ready Player One was introduced. The Matrix, of course, is another example of a metaverse. And, of course, Truman Show and 
we talked about this with uh, the Geos. Um, and and so um, Chris Geo and Sheree Geo, we talked with them about the metaverse a while ago, talking about the Matrix, talking about how this is good and bad. And we were talking about also that the metaverse is kind of, the internet and the metaverse are kind of like, they have to have this handshake. And it's a successor technology to smartphones and mobile internet because, well, technologists consider a metaverse, a virtual world where large numbers of people can gather to play, work, and socialize. As we were calling about, uh, we were talking about actually, uh, I, I considered Fortnite kind of a metaverse in a way. And also there's also something called Roblox. This game that's targeted children um, is also a, a metaverse. But it, it's like it goes on. Life goes on even when you turn off the computer. It's like you come in and something's going on in the metaverse. And, and I remember Liam could not pull away from it because, you know, if he did, he would miss out. It's like it's like life. You know, you're going through life. You're making these decisions. It's like life goes on in kind of a metaverse type of way. I mean, it's, you know, they say that we're probably someone else's metaverse and they're watching us. Well, the metaverse, of course, is closely related to virtual reality and augmented reality technologies and all this are being developed by Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and of course, Zuckerberg's Facebook company. He calls it Meta. Okay. And um, one one thing about Meta and the metaverse, okay. Metaverse and virtual worlds are not exactly time travel. But as you go back to that Star Trek episode, you realize that it's simulated. It's a virtual form of time travel. It's a virtual form of remaining in the present or creating a bubble that you can kind of hide in. Or, I mean, it can simulate superposition in, uh, in every form. You can be in one place or another place at the same time. The military right now is already using metaverse technology along with AI to create human avatars for battle simulations. And what I mean by that is, is that they create um, what are known as neons, um, neon people. I, I think I, I have to look that up because I remember reading somewhere about something called a neon. And a neon is kind of an avatar that looks like you. I mean, it's a spitting image of you. And it's for uh, battle simulations within the metaverse. Uh, Northcom, uh, U.S. Northern Command, recently conducted a series of tests known as the Global Information Dominance Experiments, or GUIDE, which combined global sensor networks, artificial intelligence systems, and cloud computing resources in an attempt to achieve information dominance and decision-making superiority. So according to Northcom leadership, the AI and the machine learning tools tested in the experiments could someday offer the Pentagon what they claim to be a robust ability to see days in advance, meaning they can predict the future with some reliability based on evaluating patterns, anomalies, and trends in massive data sets that are available in the metaverse. So the military has found a way to use the metaverse to predict the future, and with the right algorithm, they can probably shape it too. They can create reality within reality within reality within reality, like, like an onion, layer upon layer, line upon line, precept upon precept, that sort of thing. So avatar programming, organic and artificial intelligence, just another way to put that ghost into the machine, to bottle up the genie, the homunculus or whatever, and put it right there in the gamescape. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. 
I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.